IT is pointing at one of you guys about your microphone. Good now, sir? Okay. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Call the meeting Living County Board of Commissioners to order. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let's stand now. Mr. Mosley will come and be so kind as to lead us in our prayer and our Pledge of Allegiance. And we know Commissioner Jones should be coming in momentarily. Okay. Let us pray. Gracious and most kind Father, we thank you for your blessings, and we are so mindful of everything that you do for us on a daily basis. We pray that you would give this body the insight and foresight they need to make to make, to make uh, great decisions for this community. And Father God, we pause and pray for Mr. Henry Craig, who's the president of the ACCG, who is going through. Uh, you know the challenges, and we pray you be with them. We pray for all the grieving families who are going through during this season of the year, Father God, and you pray. Uh, Father God, that you would comfort them and strengthen them. These and all the other blessings we ask in the precious, pointed, and powerful name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and everybody said, Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We got it. First time ever. Ever. First time ever. I saw the flow. So duly noted. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go home and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's the hats. Y'all might be the hats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he every, got one, too. Every day is Christmas. Every day is Christmas. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Department of Reports, Finance, Mr. Matthew Richardson. Good evening, Mr. Chairman Ooh, and Commissioners. I'm here to report on the county's October 2023 financial statements. Um, at the end of October, for the general fund, we have collected about 15% of our total budgeted revenue and have spent approximately 29% of our budgeted expenditures. We currently only have 1.7 months of operating expenditures in our fund balance. Um, this is down from last year, which was about 2.7 months. Looking at the departmental expenditures uh, for the general fund, um, they're pretty much the same as last month, but I will uh, go over those briefly. Um, there's a few that are running ahead of schedule due to the timing of vendor payments uh, that required to be paid at the beginning of the fiscal year. Um, these include uh, data processing, our uh, GCRDC dues, um, judicial administration, and superior court. Um, there is one department, Animal Services, uh, that is showing over budget due to um, some vehicle repairs required to be made uh, in July, as well as um, some recent purchases of animal uh, food supplies. Um, but we do not expect this department to exceed budget for the year. It's just looking that way early in the year. Um, additionally, the Community Services Department um, is showing a little ahead of schedule based on those expenses we incurred for the Employee Wellness Fair. Um, we are still waiting on some of the grant money to come in for that, but that will um, clear this deficiency. Um, 
let's see. Okay, turning the page to solid waste. Currently, through October, the solid waste department uh, or the Solid Waste Fund has uh, revenues over expenditures of about 354000 We have collected 34% of our revenues budgeted for solid waste and spent only 26%. Um, there are currently no departments in the Solid Waste Fund that are exceeding budget. And the same can be said for the uh, special revenue funds. Um, <coughs> There are currently no unfavorable uh, variances for those special revenue funds currently as well. Um, moving on to the SPLAS, or the sales tax reports. Um, sales tax seven, we brought in uh, 1062000 for the month of October. Um, this exceeded our monthly projection of 139788 and to date, we have um, collected 6.4 million of our SPLAS 7, uh, for our SPLAS 7 sales tax. Uh, for T-SPLAS, um, we received approximately the same as we had the previous month, around 980,000. Um, to date, we have collected 33 million of our uh, total T-SPLAS dollars. Um, and that, that total amount we will receive at the end uh, is 54000 so a little more than half we have received. Sales tax six, I've included it in your report just to um, keep you updated on the, the projects uh, and currently where we're, where we're at on the um, expension, uh, expending of those projects and that kind of thing. Um, but short and sweet, but that's all I have for October, unless you have any specific questions. Um, yes, sir. Later, I'd like to get with you on the District 1. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm actually uh, keeping additional spreadsheets for your tracking of some of your expenditures on your projects, um, like the Bill Carter Road and... That yeah, kind of thing. So yes, we can talk in detail. Just let me know okay. when you want to stop by or just stop in. Yes, sir. I think each of us would probably need the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Yes, my door is always open. Absolutely. And some of those uh, obligations that are on there are predate myself. So um, if anything is you know, not happening or has already happened, we can certainly uh, address those and get that cleaned up. Or if there's anything new that I don't have included as well. Okay. Okay. All right, by Will. Yeah. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. you. Merry Christmas to Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. LCPC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, so my first pr presentation this afternoon is for Alder Grove Phase 1A Final Plat and Acceptance of Dedications. This is a Dryden Enterprises project designed by Emmy Sack Engineering. It is um, 58 <coughs> lots for single family homes on 45 acres. It is a, in a PUD. 
and it is located on Isle of Wight Road, just before the curb you can see here. Just to give you another view of the property, or Pier, Isle of Wight, Jane Street comes in here. And this is a total area being platted. It is, includes the 58 lots and some other tracks for wetlands, um, green space, and common area. There are a total of four sheets in this final plat. This first one is just an overall view of the subdivision. Sheet two does uh, cover the lots here on the left, and sheet three covers these few lots on the right, plus this drainage and wetland area over here. We'll just quickly kind of show you this, the, the sheets. Sheet two, sheet three, and of course sheet four with all the parcel and line data and the signature blocks. Um, dedications to the county include drainage easements on these, what's highlighted in purple here. Um, there's a drainage pond here and it kind of connects over to a drainage pond here. Um, there's a drainage pond here where it says phase 1A, and I guess it's kind of hard to say, I apologize, but there are some linear drainage easements here for culverts as well. Dedications to the HOA, um, these three brown areas, about nine acres, are wetlands. There are three green space lots, uh, and then these purple drainage areas. So additional dedications to the county include, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, about a little over half a mile of new streets. Alder Pass is the main one that comes off of Isle of Wight. And you have Buckingham Drive, Holland Drive, and Jane Street. And what they did with Jane Street, um, they just provided a 45-foot right-of-way, because Jane Street itself is only 45-foot right-of-way. So should that road ever be ex extended, it could make a cross connection into this subdivision. There are no improvements on Jane Street, however, except an apron at the very beginning of it. Um, also dedicated to the county are sewer improvements and drainage easements for the functional maintenance of these drainage facilities. And as I mentioned or showed you before, the dedications to the HOA include the 10 acres for the common and detention area tracks, the nine acres of wetlands, and the drainage easements as the HOA will be responsible for the uh, general daily maintenance of the drainage ponds. Um, the city of Midway agreed to provide water and sewer services to this property, even though it's remained in the unincorporated areas of Liberty County. And these water and sewer extensions are being dedicated to the city of Midway, and that includes a pump station tract, and, um, but the pump station isn't complete, <coughs> so the city of Midway has not accepted the, the water or and sewer improvements until they are both, both systems are complete. Sure, this is in their service delivery area? So just for information purposes, so this is the pump station tract here, it's 0.13 acres, and then there is a small sewer easement here that's being dedicated to the city of Midway. And then this is the portion of Jane Street, you can see they're just constructing that apron off of Alder Pass right here. So the stormwater improvements are complete. And uh, this, the county is holding letters of credit that guarantee the installation of the remaining improvements. And this includes for the primary improvements, 
$97,860 for the paving, striping, and signage of the streets, and $129,540 for the sidewalks and street trees. And just to remind you, those are the sidewalks and street trees on the lots that will be built for houses. The common areas and along the wetlands, um, if there are any that are along the street, that side, those sidewalks and street trees have been installed already. Um, for maintenance of the improvements that are being dedicated to the county, there is a $108,303.75 letter of credit um, that the county is holding for the two years for the maintenance of their improvements. Um, the City of Midway has its own letters of credit. They have, in favor of the City of Midway, they have um, a letter of credit to complete the pump station, and then they also have their own two-year maintenance letter of credit to cover the water and sewer improvements. So staff recommendation, um, LCPC staff recommendation, is um, for Alder Grove Phase 1A, approval of the final plat and acceptance of the dedications noted on the plat with standard and special conditions. Those are our general special conditions. And then the special condition is that prior to issuance of any certificates of occupancy for any homes in this phase, the City of Midway shall have accepted the water and sewer improvements and the deed for the pump station track shall have been duly recorded. Um, I have any, if you have any questions that I can answer, I'd be happy Let's to. Go back, <clears throat> go back to your, I think about your second slide. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, just passed it. Come back. The overall. Right there. Right there. Yes. Okay. Have we, I guess this is a question, Mr. Chairman, for our county engineer also. Yes, sir. You know, when this first came up, I made mention of traffic control. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an issue. It will be an issue. Yes, sir. So right now, um, the uh, issue is going to be at the intersection of uh, Highway 84 and right. Islands. No. 84 and, um, White Road. And, and Isle of Wight. Yes, sir. I was about to say the wrong road name. I, I knew the road name. I just couldn't say it right. So, yes, sir. Um, you know, this is part of the things we took into consideration uh, when the preliminary plat was adopted. And uh, yeah, there are things that are going on there. We're also looking at with our solid waste convenience center, relocating a little bit of Quarterman Road, making uh, a change there that would eventually impact and help with that uh, intersection. Um, right now, when you look at the traffic, um, it'll, it'll lower it down to a little bit lower level of service but it is not at a low will not be at a level of service d or f it'll still be a, a b or c um so we should be good well i've come through this several times <clears throat> uh and i've seen traffic backed up because traffic does back you got up. one car that wants to make a left and he can't and he backs up everything <clears throat> so yeah, sure and, and that's kind of one reason we want to try to redo something with quarterman drive because um i think if we go back a little bit more you see how Quarterman Drive comes in like mm -hmm. within 50 feet of the intersection. 
and somebody pulls off of 84 and they want to turn and then everybody's backed up trying to get out on 84 right. and all of a sudden somebody else is trying to turn off 84 on the islands Isle of White Road and it gets bogged down the because mess. they're trying to turn left um, so yes yeah, sure that's something that that we need to kind of work on on our side um, and you'll notice that if you look back at some of the uh, um, capital improvements that we were looking at to do for the solid waste convenience center part of that was to relocate that portion of uh, Ralph Corman Drive further back that way it doesn't you, you don't have that problem I mean you'll still have it a little bit but it'll be much better so <clears throat> I know he's got another phase in here <clears throat> so could that be looked at and before published before he yes, thinks sir. about it's, the next phase because it's going to get worse yes sir matter of fact uh, Mr. Brown and I were talking about that as far as where that solid waste convenience center falls on our capital improvement plan. That's up pretty soon as well. So we can certainly look at making sure we do something with that. When we, when we did the um, T-SPLOS allocations for the quote-unquote safety projects, mm -hmm. did that one come up as being discussed as a potential safety or didn't, didn't carry the, the weight of the... Yeah. No, sure. I, I'm, I'm, my mind is trying to scroll down the list, and I don't yeah. think we have that on the T spots list. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be you could do it as list. discretionary funds if we wanted yeah. to. Discretionary funds, but I, I'm good commissioner Stephen. There may not be a problem today, but you know, with the growth that's coming, it's going. We may as well go ahead and address it, put in the hopper because you know it takes time for these things to come to fruition. Right. So we may as well, you know, I know we're going to talk soon about uh, those kind of things. So let's go ahead and. And make a note of that. That's what we need to look at. Let's not wait till it gets bad, if we can, you know, to, uh, to make the improvements there because it's, yes, it's coming. It's coming. Yes, and I remember some of the people from the area came to our meeting, and we kind of promised them we would look out for, for their well-being. Yes, sir. No, I agree. Yeah. Because that is one of the things we're really looking at doing. And as yeah. uh, people have asked me about development in that area, one of the things we yeah. always talk about is. Yeah. Ralph Corman's got to get, get relocated. You keep saying Ralph Corman. Ralph Corman's not Ralph Corman. Not Ralph Corman. <laughs> not Ralph Corman. Corman. And you knew I grew up just down the street from Ralph Corman, so that's just going to come straight out of my mouth all the time. And yeah. I, yeah. I apologize now, for that. Corman Road. Borderman. Yeah. I got the, it. The proposed 84 median improvements, would that help that no, sure. situation? No, it would not. So it's on us. Okay. Just right there. There's no, There's no nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, the, the problem is not caused by something on 84. The problem is caused by Quarterman. Yeah, yeah. And our convenience center and all that being kind of bunched right in there. Okay. That's all right. right. Well, let's, let's, let's not let it fall off the radar, so. Yes, sir. Um, no, sir. I, I, I do have it on my radar. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Real quick. Uh, Commissioner Stevens, I, I remember when we first started uh, discussing this, when we uh, even considering um, – to help the flow of the traffic that they won't be able to turn across 84? Wasn't that- Limit the left turns? Right, no left turns? Mm -mm, that, that will not, <clears throat> they have to mm, make- I don't know that we can- Do that. I think what, what, what has happened is the way that everything is kind of lined up and all the uh, deceleration lanes are set up is set up for full access. One of the things we looked at doing was adding a right turn lane so that, that so that folks turning left don't queue 
people back. You know, if mm -hmm. you're everybody, if you have a, a lengthy enough right turn lane that if you're turning right, you can get in the right turn lane and go on, and you're not in a delay right. situation because of the people trying to turn left. Well, now, that ain't all we talk about because if they leave out turning right, that means they're going to have to turn left, and there ain't but two lanes out there. So, then they have to turn around. I know for a fact we discussed what Commissioner Stevens talked about, and that was a, a time that we even discussed where are we at according to what the city of Midway's area is now some of that property is within the city limits of midway mm -hmm. it is so mm -hmm. who's taking responsibility uh, on the front side on the, the entrance going in is that going to be the city of midway or is that going to be us or dot yes sir that's a question that has to get answered and i don't know the answer to that question well we need well, to get I mean, a, I, I, gonna be I us. don't mind um, you know we the main thing is to make sure people are safe. And uh, always, I, me and the rest of the folks on this board was sitting here when we decided to put a light on South Lane going into Walmart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been about three years, Joey, four years. Cool. And it's not done yet. So no. We need to make sure that we. I mean, I don't think nobody is down there don't know how to drive coming in and coming out because it's already a chore as it is now um, but let's uh, you know have some dialogue with folks because it's all it does is is create the growth because of the new construction across the interstate not everybody wants to go to the coast they want to live in that area right there and I can't blame them but we need to make sure we got uh, the city of Midway on board and, and let them have some input on it. I, I thought there was what 500 feet from the road. 700. 700. 700. So that would, um, you know, we we definitely even changing the Quarterman Road. It looks to me like they would be having some buy-in on it, and I don't know. I mean, they may have already talked with Commissioner Stevens or whoever else, but. You know, we've we've agreed to we've agreed for the subdivision, and now we know that there's homes coming, and and we're deciding. Wait a minute, we may well, have to stop this thing because of the traffic. So well, we are we already know too that we need to make improvements to the Salt Lake Convenience Center for capacity issues yeah, we there as well. About, yeah. So those those are both kind of tied together. Yeah, yes, sir. I think we even talked about possibly moving the convenience center, didn't we? We are. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that, even that came up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little dust on it, but but that came up. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you definitely won't get run over if you're walking across there. Yeah. You or take me back to the discussion about Jane Street, how that works. Educate me on. Okay, so several years ago, we looked at trying to pave Jane Street. Um, it's a very narrow right away, and we did some construction plans to try to do it. Drainage is somewhat of an issue, and I can't solve my drainage issues for Jane Street through this subdivision because the grades just don't work. Okay. But as this comes through, you know, the, the right-of-way on the tax map shows Jane Street coming all the way down, tying up next to this. Now, one of the surveyors, you know, has some problems whether there really is right-of-way through the last two lots right there, or last four lots, 
So there's a little bit of confusion there whether it's really Jane Street right away or not. And when we did our uh, plans, we stopped it somewhere up here. So we didn't come all the way down. But, you know, there has been in the past a desire to pave Jane Street and do something, some improvements on Jane Street. So as we're, we are making sure that we have connectability to get back to this roadway system so we have you know, different drives and different ways to get in and out if we decide to do something with Jane Street in the future. Now, of course, that's completely up to you guys whether we want to do something with Jane Street in the future. But, you know, we just tried to make sure we were, since there has been a uh, desire to pave it in the past, um, that we have the ability to do what we need to do and we have the right-of-way we need to have. Is the right-of-way issue our own doing or is that something that happened in 1922? Some of it happened years ago. Yeah. So, oh, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, some of it. So the, the right-of-way that's in there and the right-of-way that was established was established a long time ago. A long time ago. When I was, that was, Jane Street was in District 1, mm -hmm. we talked about it. One of the big concerns that was there and the people who were living on Jane Street, it comes out right in the midst of a curve mm -hmm. on the blind side. So that's another safety issue that we need to take in consideration also. But they've already built houses on Jane Street, haven't Yeah, there's a lot of people living up and down Jane Street. Right. So, if yeah, the map just doesn't go up far enough to see where it is on the curve. Right, well, I know, I know it's where it's at, but I, mean, I, I thought there was houses. There are. Already in there. Mm -hmm. New home. I don't know. I hadn't been up in there in a couple of years. Um, there's new homes already on In Jane Street? Yeah. Probably said. Very well could be. Mr. Chairman, I just had a question. Is Jane Street going to be open? Can those folks come out of Jane and exit? No, ma'am. No, he's going to have that blocked off him, those guys. No, it, the right-of-way is there, but we did not make connectivity. Okay. okay because okay. there is question, there is question in the last four lots of what comes through there. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So... Those, those issues are not there. They didn't make any improvements mm -hmm. on that right-of-way. They just provided the right-of-way for us so that we have connectability with Jane Street if we ever need it. If we ever need it. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Chairman, you ready? Yes, sir. I make a motion that we accept the final plaque and um, dedication on this all the grow phase 1A. Second. Motion of second for the discussion. My, my discussion is I'm being redundant. Um, let's make sure we address the safety issues as proactively as we can so that whether it's those of us sitting here now or someone who succeed us that, that uh, we've done our best to ensure that those citizens have safe interests and exits out of that uh, area that's going to be growing. As well as it feeds right into, as Commissioner Stevens said, it feeds right into all we got going on on Isles Highway. So we want to make sure that we give it the attention it deserves. One of the big growth we got coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't want folk feeling sorry that they purchased property of bought houses in the area and then it's a hassle to get in. And to, I hear that now from some streets here in town. People, you know, have lived there for years. Now it's a hassle to get in and out to their own um, own driveways. I know we can't control that all but as progressive as we can be um, in that effort while the growth is going on, while we have these um, 
projects on our drawing boards. Let's shoot, make sure we pencil whatever this intersects out of, uh, out of white needs to, to be safe. We need a vote. Okay, all in favor, I'm sorry. I'm on my soapbox for a minute. <laughs> uh, motion passes. Okay. Okay, so um, the next presentation is for the preliminary plat for Flemington Forest. This is a Smith Family Homes is the developer, and this is a TR Long Engineering Design. It is 111 single-family lots on 126 acres and it is zoned R12 located on McIntosh Lake Road. Uh, so here's the aerial map of the area. There's Bright's Lake circles around here and McIntosh Lake Road here and then it takes a dog leg and heads over to the railroad tracks. This is the property that was before the Board of Commissioners not too long ago for rezoning for the outdoor storage. Uh, facility there, boats and RVs and things like that. And this area is what's being the general area of the Flemington Forest Phase 1. The lot standards in the R12 district is a 12,000 square foot minimum lot size with a 100 foot minimum lot width. The lots in this subdivision uh, range from 19,000 to 68,000 square feet, and that is usable area, which means you're not counting any drainage areas or wetlands in that um, lot size. The setbacks, as you can Pardon see. Me, do this for me. You're a Trent one. Acclimate me. So when you say 12,000, I'm not good at that. 12,000 square feet. Correct. Correlate that to half acre, quarter acre, third of acre? Quarter. It's a little over a quarter, quarter acre. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Um, the front setback is 35, 25 feet to the rear. Um, side interior lot setback is 15 feet, and if the lot is on a corner lot, the side, it has to maintain 20 feet to that side street. The lots will be served by an extension of the Liberty County water system. And um, in August of this past year, you, you all did grant a waiver of the requirement that the lots have to be connected to a public sewer system. So each lot will have its own septic system. Remember that. This is the overall plot of all the lots. Um, Bright's Lake Road is here, McIntosh Lake is here, and it takes that right-hand turn. There are what I'm gonna just kind of term two spine roads that are being developed in this phase. Um, the southern one does connect out here and there will be a temporary turnaround on that one and the northern one has a temporary turnaround here. The northern one has one cul-de-sac, the, the southern one has two, two cul-de-sacs and then it just kind of loops in on itself over here. There are these dark areas here are detention ponds. There are seven sheets to cover all of these 111 lots. So I'm gonna kind of take you to the index sheet to show you where we are in the overall scheme of things before we zoom in on the sheets themselves and look at the details on each sheet. So this first one we're starting with here is right off of McIntosh Lake and it covers part of the, both the spine roads and then this cul-de-sac. Um, what we have here in green is a common area being dedicated to the HOA. This portion of it here will have the mailbox kiosk and some amenities, a pavilion and a playground. And then the remainder of it here is, will be a detention area. These blue lines here are 
um, drainage easements. So what I should explain also is that this um, subdivision is kind of set up in a similar way that the colonies at Habersham off of Leroy Cofer were set up. And by that, I mean all the drainage that's within the street right-of-way is going to be the county's responsibility. Everything outside of the street right-of-way will be either the proper, property owner's responsibility or the HOA. And then similar also to the Habersham subdivision, the lot lines go through the drainage areas. So they, the lots, and that's why some of the lots seem really large, but the usable area isn't necessarily that large. Um, so these drainage area, these drainage easements for these linear structures or swales are actually dedicated to the HOA and not the county. Over here we have in pink is one of two access easements. This one here, as you'll see on the next um, sheet, does provide access to a cemetery that's on the adjacent property and also access for future development. So moving up. No, did I go in the wrong direction? No, okay, so here um, we're moving up along that northern spine road here. There's the complete access, and that one, like, as I said, goes to a, a, a cemetery that's off the site here, and then here's the start of that second access easement for future development, um, those drainage easements. And here you can, what's in blue here is uh, a drainage easement that's on private property, but that drainage easement, again, is being dedicated to the HOA. This green area here is just a plot, of, it's a track that's being dedicated to the HOA, so they don't need a drainage easement to themselves. And next, we're going to the end of that northern spine road, and we're catching a little bit of the cul-de-sac here that's off of that southern spine road. Drainage easements to the HOA, the remainder of those ponds, you can see the lot lines go through the ponds. Um, there's another pond here that is completely on this lot here. Um, the HOA is responsible for it, and then there's the completion of that um, access easement for future development. Now we're kind of heading out that southern spine road. We're catching the couple at the beginning of these cul-de-sacs and another pond. There's drainage easement HOA, cul-de-sacs moving farther along. We have another pond here and some more drainage easements, again, all to the HOA. Now we're up in this, the looped roads up there. Some more drainage easements that connects into, that's the cul-de-sac off that loop road, I mean off that southern spine road. And then this last sheet just covers this area up here. So there's a bit of overlap with what we just saw, but it basically covers a temporary turnaround in the lots up there. And then of course we have the parcel and line table that goes with all the plats. Now they are proposing to phase the development, construction of the development in, in, in this project, in the subdivision. They're gonna start with this blue area here. They're calling that, oh, oops, sorry about that. They're calling that phase 1A, and then they're gonna work their way out to the um, 1B and 1C along that northern spine road. And then they're going to come out this way, out the other one, uh, phase 2A, B, and C. And this yellow at the end is phase 3. That's their proposed. There may, may be a little tweaks along the way as they actually move along. Um, so additional dedications to the county include 1.7 miles of new streets for to, and on eight roads, and then the water utilities and the stormwater infrastructure within the street right-of-way. 
and dedication to the HOA is that that 4.4 acre community lot with the pond, part of the pond and the amenity. Um, as mentioned, the maintenance of the drainage system outside of the right of way, including the retention facilities, pond banks, ditches, culverts, structures, et cetera, will be the responsibility of the HOA or the property owner, depending on what is um, what stormwater facility it is. And then if it's the property owner's responsibility, it shall be deed annotated. Um, LCPC, this was before the LCPC last month, and they did recommend approval of the Flemington Forest preliminary plat with standard and special conditions. Oh, sorry, special conditions. So, um, <clears throat> as you all know, the water system has not been extended to this area yet. So, um, and nor have the developer, the Trent's office, been able to get into the property to evaluate the soils for, um, that EP, not EPD, the Department of Public Health will need to determine, you know, the viability of septic systems. So, um, the special condition is that no construction shall commence on the required improvements, and that includes the streets or the utilities or the stormwater, until the project has received approval from the Department of Public Health for the septic systems. EPD has approved extension of the water service to serve this development and that the construction plans have been approved. This will basically allow them to go in, start clearing, do either soils, surveys that they need to do, and buy them time, get them going until the water system can get built out to there and they can then extend it for this project. What's the approximate timetable on, on our water, Joey? On, uh, uh, Trent, whomever. We're requiring easements now for that water okay. line. They have to be certified before we can put them out to bid. And okay. so we're going through that process right now to acquire those final easements on that. Okay. Um, that's that's what I was trying to come up to. Come on. <laughs> come, come on. Why, why are you Fair coming? Job explaining everything. Yeah. And we do need to get in and wrap things up with the health department. Um, and it's just thick in there. You know, as we were trying to get in there and get our soil borings and number of borings that you got to have per acre, uh, it just came very evident that we needed to get in there and do the clearing before mm -hmm. we could finish that up. All, so this is get, all this is unincorporated Liberty County? It is unincorporated. So we kind of needed to get on through. That way we can start getting the things we need to make it all work. Okay. HOAs, mm -hmm. scare me. Yeah, all right. That's <laughs> so now we can, I mean, we can move those into, you know, public easements and, and do that. I'm not against them. I just not have seen where they work <laughs> efficiently, especially for any length of time. You're going to come and address that, my friend. Can I, can I speak to the LHO? Please do. I'm actually with SLA Communities. I uh, appreciate y'all hearing this tonight. It's been a long road to get to this point, but thank y'all for that. Sorry being a little late. I got stuck in some traffic because of a wreck. <laughs> Weird. Um, as, far as, as far as the HOA portion, um, <coughs> typically a lot of counties are going to that. They're not accepting any drainage in the right, outside the right-of-way. Glenn County's doing it. A lot of them are doing that. And what we've, we've done in, in our HOAs, we typically manage them until they're 100% built out. And what we do is we put together a stormwater manual that the HOA manages. We hire a contractor to come do inspections annually, any cleaning, anything like that. And it's built into the HOA budget. So it's not left up to homeowners to figure it out. We, we have a stormwater management manual that goes through all the inspections, labels all the, the piping and everything. No different than if y'all owned it, y'all would have as-builts and things. So we put that manual in place contracted out with a contractor and he has annual inspections and we pay them every year a fee to manage that so it really takes off the 
the the worry of homeowners trying to figure out how to manage a stormwater system. You know what? You know where they come, don't you? What's that? When things don't go right. Oh yeah, I know they're gonna come back to you, yes sir. So that's why we try to we try to hit that off and make sure it's taken care of with a third party, and we're not we're just relying on fixing something as it comes up. We're trying to be proactive on that stuff. We're starting to see that a lot in pretty much every county around the coastal area. They're starting to put that where anything off the right of way, it's it's home ownership all managed. So. Hmm. I didn't know that, Trent. Yeah. Yes, but that's the direction we're headed. Is that ALCPC? Well, I think right now, I think as you mentioned, I think it defers the ownership and the responsibility for maintenance. I think always people think y'all are always responsible. I've sat up there, I've been a chairman of county commission before, and we're always responsible for everything that happens. But we try to educate our homeowners when we, when we close with them. We give them, provide them a copy of the CCRs, the covenants and codes. We educate them on what responsibilities they have in the community of, you know, if, if it's private roads, hey, you're put, you're paying into a, a reserve fund to repave these roads or fix sidewalks. We try to put a packet together as a kind of welcome, and then we remind them every year annual meetings, this is what you're doing. This is the line item that says stormwater management. This is the contract. We're paying him a fee every year to do inspections. We build a reserve for, for repairs over years, and we pay him a fee every year just to come inspect it. If he has to do work, we pull out those reserves. And so they're educated on it during the buying process, and annually at their meetings, so it's not a surprise when something comes up. And and I think as commissioners, y'all have to defer them back to us. And I know that's a hard thing to do. Say so we we're not responsible for that, but it, it is a hard thing to do because I've, I've sat in your chair as well, so I understand that. I'm glad you feel our pain, to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm 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 I'm, I'm be trying to be honest. I I'm not sure I know of any. I don't want to say any that has worked too well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> none. 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 <laughs> No, we've got no, no. we've got six five or four five or six in Glen County that we do, and they have they have got they've been in that process for several years. And so as soon as the stormwater comes up, they they hear the complaint, they pick up the phone, they call the developer or the property manager, and say y'all got an issue, y'all got to take care of it. And they completely defer it, and it gets and typically it's taken care of because they've been doing it so long. Those property managers have those contractors, and some of the transition in place it probably doesn't work as well. Um, I see more issues in gated private communities where it's roads and everything is private except for maybe the water and sewer lines. I see more issues with counties having to get involved to force stuff, and that's typically projects that were failed, third, third, third level developers in there trying to help build the thing out. But usually when we start them off from the beginning, we try to educate and make sure they understand that process from the front end. Do you have any references? As far as projects? No. HOA. <laughs> HOAs. Um, we have three in Glen County that I can talk Woodland Cove, which is off of um, Golden Isles, Tanglewood Subdivision, um, which is off of um, Highway 99, uh, McAllister Point, which is in Richmond Hill. Rich Bryan County does that now, not Richmond, but Bryan County. It's in Richmond Hill, but it's in unincorporated. So McAllister Point in Bryan County. That's a requirement of theirs when we, we record the plat that we provide a copy <coughs> of that stormwater management plan to them. Um, that's why we, we drew it up and we kind of use that same template across the board, but we provide that stormwater management for them. So Bryan County does it on all theirs and um, I'm sure you could reach out to them and they would tell you kind of how their process works as well if that's something y'all want to move to. Um, trying to think of another one. Our project up in Springfield, that's a fully gated community, so it's not, it's all, everything's private, roads and everything. Um, Effingham County accepts outside drainage um, Statesboro, um, in city limits of Statesboro, all drainage off the right of way is private, and we do the same thing in stormwater management plan in there as well. Mr. Brown, 
Chairman Board, forgive <clears throat> me if I'm correct. I think now we're going to add more additional roads onto the road department. Am I no, correct? Not, not yes, for both of these. Yeah. Right. Less than two miles, I think it was. Yeah. Um, how much, Commissioner? I yeah. think it was 1.7 miles. And that's something that we as this board, we need to start taking a serious look at because we cannot sit here and let the road department run short. Along with, if you go back to that slide where it said the, the 1.7 miles, but if there was also some easements in there, and uh, that would, and the easements would belong to the homeowners and not the HOA. But uh, no, the easement, the land is owned by the homeowners, right. but the HOA has the easement. The HOA ha has the easement. Okay. Right. Okay. So if, if there's any blockage, anything in that easement, the HOA would handle that just like they would do all the stuff. Just like what you do room. now. Like okay. if in the city of Hinesville where you're having to go between houses to rear lots, the HOA takes care of that now. Okay. And to answer your question too, uh, Southern Coast, which is Old Holtzman Realtors, and uh, Weikert are both uh, into managing property owner associations in the last couple of years. And they've actively moved into that role so we we have some local companies that are starting to do that now because a lot of I'm, I'm with you there are a lot of HOAs that just mm -hmm. historically have not worked here right but you know we've been doing more and more of these and their firms getting involved in the active management of it and it's working much better well here Trent but it said the utilities water and stormwater infrastructure within the streets and the right-of-way. Okay, now out by the road. So is this going to be a curb and gutter street or it's going to be open ditches? Curb and gutter. Curb and gutter? Okay. So we just have to sweep it? Just have to sweep it. Just the county would? Okay. Curb and gutter per, per our ordinance or curb and gutter part of the de development? Per our ordinance. Okay. But if it wasn't, it would be curb and gutter. We don't do ditch and drain. It is a maintenance nightmare for us. Y'all, we yes, need tons of warranty calls. <clears throat> Tons of warranty calls to come back because a little bit of water sitting in front of the yard. We've got one subdivision with 19 lots that we bought that was an existing pre-recession. Mm -hmm. We built it out, 19 lots. The next 60 lots we're building behind it is all curb and gutter. We could have continued it that way. We we don't want that mess. We want we finish with a neighborhood. We want it to look like a neighborhood, not something we just plowed out there in the field. So. Okay. I'm impressed so far. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm reminded though, Commissioner Jones, of the, what's that neighborhood in your sub in, in your district there? Well, the, where Trent, where the people kind of filled in the and caused flooding and all that kind of stuff. Oh, oh, no, no, that's uh, that's Habersham Plantation, yeah. where they filled in the roadside ditches. Oh yeah, it caused a lot where the water goes out in the road. That's a mess. And get HOA out. and non-HOA. That's non-HOA. Non-HOA. Okay. And just, just to clarify yours, you were talking about easements on the HOA side. Um, the HOA approves any type of exterior improvements on the outside of those houses. That includes fences. And that's the biggest issue when counties and cities are coming through there trying to maintenance infrastructure. So when we when a person replies for a fence in our neighborhoods, we're the declarant. We, we approve or disprove. Um, Every community, everyone that comes through, they're made put on the property line, all the property line corners, they can't come four feet, three feet off, so everything looks uniform. When they're on an easement, um, we give them the option to put it on the easement line to stay out of there and just put a fence across the front so it's uniform in the front and there's not a, an open grass strip. 
or they sign a waiver that allows us to take that fence down within a 24-hour period if we need to maintain it. They sign that up front and give us those rights. So we've, we've been through this thing numerous times in 20, 30-plus communities, and okay. we've tried to you know, head these things off on the front end so that when we do have to get into to maintain those easements, whether it be pipes or ditches, we have exclusive access within a, 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 a brief period of time to make sure that happens. I know sometimes it becomes an issue where y'all may have a, a storm line that's to a fence up and you're arguing with a neighbor whether he's going to take his fence down or not. We put all that stuff in place on the front end when we start a community so that that's not an issue. Yeah, I think uh, part of the, with the HOEs in Hinesville and, you know, when, when they when they get started, let's say the first seven to ten years, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. But Hinesville being a <laughs> transit community, and, of course, this is not Hinesville, but, you know, transit community is going to cover uh, a good part of Liberty County. Mm -hmm. Then you get the, the second and the third homeowner that, that uh -huh. comes in there. And... Um, and now this guy is renting. He he doesn't own it, and he he doesn't care what happened. And, and you know, and that that speech that you give them, and all of the rules and regulations for the first guy, the right. second and third guy don't hear that. And even if he <laughs> hear it, he he don't care. You, you, you know, because he, he you know he he's paying rent, and you're, he don't you're care. exactly right. He don't That's care what the grass look like. He don't he's changing the oil and fixing cars in his driveway. I mean, he ain't doing none of those rules that's, that's been put in place. And that's kind of what happens. And the HOA disappears. And that's when our phone starts to ring. So that's, that's and, and the I one thing, the only thing we can do to combat that is typically, even though we're the declarant, we don't manage it in house. We hire a, you know, a property manager, and it's usually a, a big company. It's not a local real estate agent just collecting dues and paying the bills. It's a property manager. They're going out doing compliance every week or every two weeks, checking to make sure people are cutting their grass, all this stuff. So the biggest thing we can do is to set the HO up with a, a good property management company, and then as we get enough homes in there, we're probably one of the few builders to do this even though we're the decision maker I typically get an advisory board or advisory committee they're non-voting members but they're like a HOA board of homeowners that help me make decisions of you know what contracts they want for landscaping and thing but what that does it builds a continuity between that property management and homeowners through that process so it's not like the declarants got all the control and they don't let us do anything and then we turn it over and they fire the property management company and they bring another one in that doesn't know the history so we've tried to build that continuity typically when we get about 30 homeowners in there we'll have a, 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 H, a HOA committee that helps me they basically make all the decisions ARC as long as it doesn't is it detrimental and in, in, in messes with the, the look of the neighborhood we typically let them kind of run it mm -hmm. um and so they build up a, a relationship with that property manager and so when we we step out when the last home sold that that hoa manager is retained and they continue to work with that hoa manager for times as a, as those boards change people come and go and hopefully that's a little bit of continuity that helps you know spread that gap and that issue hopefully gets pushed further down the road but eventually that that will happen as you have you know no different than sitting on a commission in 20 years y'all all be gone or some of you will be next group will be and they'll have a different ideas and things will change but uh we try to do our best to to get a good transition there so with all you saying right there all you're saying right i cut that oh with all you're saying right there but is some of this be put in black and white and hand to each yeah, we can, when, we, when we go to plan Purchase it, a property so that they will understand. Yes. So when we when we close on a piece of property, we provide them with the CCRs, all the HOA documents, all the, 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 bill, the, the bill of rights, I'm sorry, the uh, bylaws for the community that state that. And then typically we provide them with 
whatever whatever the HOA is responsible for, a budget that shows all the items, and we can provide them with a copy of that stormwater management. Typically, we provide that to the um, property manager, and we help manage that, but it's a line item on their budget. But we can we can go into depth as much as we need to to make sure that they, they take care. A lot of, like Bryan County, I was mentioning earlier, when we record our plat there, they require a copy of the CCRs and a copy of that management manual to show that we have those things in place versus just saying the developer's going to have it in place. We, we put them in there because we want some type of, you know, governance over it. We don't want to come back there 10 years from now, a community we built with our name on it that, that looks bad. We want to keep those compliance items up, and so um, we try to be as upfront with them. And so we provide those documents at closing, at contract electronically, and at closing they get a copy, and they actually initial and sign off with the attorney that, hey, I, I know I'm going into an HOA. I know there's rules in place. I know I have to pay dues that pay for these things. So <clears throat> that answer your question, Mr. Commissioner Stevens? Okay. Let me ask you a question. Uh, because I inherited this area when they redrew the lines. The right now you're not I mean there's no water there. Correct. And, and nobody knows when there will be water. I mean, Brent and I talked the other day and I mean I know we're trying to get the easement, but you you gotta go down eighty four and then you're gonna have to go in on McIntosh Lake Road. Correct. And if you started in the morning with two houses, you know how long you're talking about to be without water. And, you know, we need to be, you've been up front with us, and we, I just want to be up front with you because I don't have a crystal ball to tell you when the water would be there. And that's something that, is that going to stall you from your work? No doubt. I mean, we, we would not go in there and start building infrastructure till we knew that thing was intimate, meaning that it was going to be there when we ready to tie on. Um, we would be foolish financially to go out there and put millions of dollars in the ground with the hopes that y'all would have it ready. We're going to wait till we understand what your timeline is, when it's going to be serviced, when our taps are sitting there in front of our site. So hopefully in conjunction with us starting and y'all getting that there, um, we'll make the decision to move forward. It'll be a, probably a on this site, the size it is, it's, it's not very many lots, 40-something lots in the first phase, but it's a lot of area because they're larger lots. Um, it'll probably be a eight to 10-month development period. So we would, if we knew that water was coming in six months, we might would start. If we knew it was coming in 12 months or 10 months, we probably would delay that. We'd try to time it, and we would watch that. Um, we would not get ahead of ourselves, or we had a lot of money sitting in the ground that we couldn't go vertical with houses. So, so yes, sir. In the, in the water situation, Trent, we're going to put in the main line, and we're going to put the taps and the meters in, right? Is that where we're at? Yes, sir. Uh, now, what we'll do for our portion, we're going down 84. We're going down uh, Bright Lake Road. Not Bright Lake Road. We're going down McIntosh Lake Road. Um, we are providing uh, places for them to connect to our water system. Then they take our, uh, they extend our water system into their subdivision. And they install all the service laterals and the meters and get all that done. That's right. Okay, so that's my next question. So, uh, you know, a, a bell blows out, a hydrant goes bad. Whose responsibility is that? Okay, so when we install ours, the part that we install is our responsibility. Mm -hmm. The part that they install, once it's accepted and the final plat is uh, done, they have to file a maintenance bond for two years, so they're responsible for making sure that it works for two years. That's roadways too, correct? That's roadway, right. Yes. That's right. Roadway, water system, drainage, the whole nine yards. 
anything we're dedicating. Um, and then after that point, it's our responsibility because, you know, then the county has become the owner of the system by that. Well, I, I mean, we know that the, you know, you've you got a time frame in here, which part of that's going to be just get the material, mm -hmm. hybrids and, and all of that. So, you know, we don't want to have a builder out here waiting on us. And yes. I mean, right now, he, he he's, there's a possibility he's waiting on us because there's no water. That's right. And, I, and uh, I, that's we one thing I want to make sure that, right. you know, <laughs> instead of us meeting him halfway, let's, I mean, uh, we're encouraging the growth and we want to make sure that, it, yes, sir. that it's done right. The other we thing certainly about won't. it is, is in these subdivisions with that many lots, and I'll just ask my good friend here beside me, I mean, that's going to be with no required street lighting? We will put street lighting in whether it's required or not. You are? We do. So typically in every community we, we build, requirement or not, we put in power, underground power throughout the community. We put in street lighting. And the other thing we do is a street tree program, required or not. We, we typically, if you go through any of our communities in any market, in the Savannah market, Brunswick, uh, Camden County, we started putting street trees in the 96, 97 time frame in Richmond Hill prior to anybody having any tree ordinances. When you go through our community in 15, 20 years, we, we, it's our name. We want it to look like a community. And so those street trees aren't cheap. They're $304 a piece. We put them typically every 40 feet along the roadway. Here, they'll probably be every 60 or 80 feet because it's a lot more right-of-way and a lot more dead space between lots because they are larger lots. But there'll be a street tree every so often. And the house gets street trees as well. Um, talking about trees in this community, one thing we're doing in this one and the way the grading plan's done, we're only going in and clearing 100-foot right-of-way and 80 foot where the house is going. We're leaving as much vegetation in there as possible so that each house has a buffer between them and the next neighbor. Um, we could clear cut all of it, make it a lot easier for ourselves, but we'll go in there and select and clear just the house pad, rear yard, septic field, and you know plenty of backyard to, to have area for them. But we want to have that, you know, drive down a street and you're not going garage, 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 garage. It's, it's more spread out and there's a lot of street tree, or a lot of tree, natural vegetation plus those street tree program. You set the bar high, my friend. <laughs> I know. I, I just, just, if y'all ever come to, to Richmond Hill, our office is there. Um, glad to, if y'all want to stop by, I'd be glad to show you any of our communities. I'd like We're to see. We're just encouraging them to move yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see. Y'all make it easier to get it through the process. We'll be here. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else. I mean. Right. Can I ask you one more question? Yes, I'm learning as you talk. <clears throat> so the playground is just something you decide to provide as an amenity to your subdivision? Yes, sir. I don't think y'all have some some communities. Like I say, they have a requirement. So, so many active and passive. We do at a minimum some type of you know playground or something. The biggest amenity we put in is sidewalks. We 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 think that's the biggest amenity because we've done my, Lamar, one of our principals in our company. He's been on state state uh, home builder associations president. He's on the national committees now, and they survey subdivisions across the country. The number one amenity in a community is sidewalks. The connectivity that's where they're going to spend a lot of their time walking kids riding bikes most people want sidewalks more than they want pools mm -hmm. and so we put sidewalk programs in every one typically we do a, a five foot sidewalk a lot of places require four we always put a five and we leave that six foot off space from the, the curb so we could put the street trees in so uh secondly are, are street lights required for ordinance no uh did we have that in the union yes but this was submitted before the union 
Yeah, we will have. It is now. We will have street lights. Okay. So. I heard you say that. I, I know if you were doing that. Yes. I don't know if it was required or not. I mean, I, we always put street lights in. So how about the used to not be the one we just talked about earlier on um, Tyler White? That that have street lights. Usually, usually Dryden does put some street lights okay. in. Okay. They may not be quite as the, the same as what they're doing, but it'll okay. be they will okay. have street lights. A citizen stopped me the other day and asked me about putting some street lights out somewhere really early. I said, as a county, we really don't do that. So that's what. That's what and I don't know if y'all even accept street lights. If y'all don't. Those will be taken into the HOA, and the HOA will be paying for those. So what we typically do is we put in a, a antique style with a, a globe on top. A lot of them is LED now. They look like a globe. Um, they're more expensive. If the county takes them over, we take and we pay for the streetlights up front so that the rate's bought down to whatever y'all's monthly fee is. Yeah. If you don't, we still buy them down, and the HOA pays like $30, $40 a month for the lights. Um, a lot of developers put those more expensive in. They don't buy them down, and so the HOA winds up paying $300 a month for lights. So we put, as part of our development, part of our cost of our lots to sell to our home building company. Do we take street, do we accept street lights? We have not ever accepted street no. lights. No. Okay. I think the challenge there, especially with the new ordinance, is making sure an HOA is in place and stable enough to pay the cost okay. of street yep. lights okay. and maintenance. Yep. All right. Um, okay. All right. All right. Well, now, do we have, the, if they're on, the utility poles, do we get franchise taxes from? Because it being not in a municipality? We don't. We don't. Flemington and places like that do. Well, I think they all look good with lights. <laughs> yeah. My good friend on yeah. the other end probably likes lights too, but yeah. I'm afraid yeah. this is. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're starting where we're at, but um, the obstacles that I see in there, Trent, we're just going to have to depend on you. Now, I don't want people to see me yeah, with he my feet. We're back. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. I just want to make sure we move forward with it. Yeah. All right, we're ready, sir. Yeah, I, I make a motion that we move forward with it, uh, not hold this gentleman up any longer. Second, Mr. Chair. Motion and a second. We approve the presentation. Uh, Marty, any further discussion? I was telling Commissioner Swift that time is on our side. He needs time and we need time. So, <laughs> so it gives us time to get our infrastructure in place. So we look forward to it, sir. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Thank you. All right. Was Mr. Davis going to be on the... You don't know, huh? Come on, Trent. Trent's been up so much he did it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to go quick. Um, Commissioner Walden asked me to be quick earlier, so I'm going to hit as many things as I, uh, I'm going to hit it as quick as I can. Thorough, thorough, but quick. Yeah, yeah. thorough but quick. So uh, one of the things that uh, on our uh, Highway 17 Barrington Ferry. Lewis Fraser Road roundabout project we got going on. Um, we uh, need to send a uh, letter of uh, support to the Department of Transportation. Uh, they sent out a form letter that they like for us to sign and send, um, which basically says that um, you know if there's any uh, landscaping that's in the required in the roundabout, uh, we uh, maintain after it's installed. Um, and once street lights and street lights are required. Uh, that we uh, maintain the streetlights when the streetlights are installed. 
um, and obviously that we support the uh, project now uh, since it's being partly county sponsored um, you know there's an obvious level of support but this letter formalizes it and it, it allows them to uh, check a box and help us move forward in their plan development process right. so um, this didn't come out in my packet because we didn't get it till yesterday um, so I put it in your packet today or yesterday afternoon that way you can kind of look at it and it's just a pretty simple letter yes sir you back, back up a little bit. You said that if there's some landscaping inside that roundabout that um, the county would be responsible for like cutting the grass, turning the flowers or whatever? Yes, sir. And, and that's in the city of Rice, is that Riceboro? No, no, it's in the it's county. In the it's county. in the county. It's, the county. it's between the two. Yeah. <clears throat> right at the edge of it. Center <clears throat> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. County. And they require a little bit of landscaping in the uh, center of the uh, roundabout. Mm -hmm. you, know, you want something there so that there's a visual you know, so we don't doll it up a lot, but we do put a little bit in there. They do require some landscaping in there. So, man, we'd be looking like at the landscaping, like what what was supposed to be at seventeen and yes, ninety six. It looked good. We just need to. Yeah, I was. I wrote through there the other day. That's kind of got to get reestablished. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of faded away. They just cleaned up the. Flower beds, they just didn't put no, no, co no ground cover back down there, no straw or mulch or whatever. But I mean, it, it, it normally looks pretty good. Well, it, a lot of the oleanders and yeah, other things have died over the years. Um, and so, yeah, that, that one, I'm starting to look a little sad. It needs yeah, to, yeah. it needs to be spruced up. Yeah. But yes, sir, there, there will be that requirement. Now, we've had that up there. That's been there almost 10 years. Has it been that long? It's been a long time. Probably about time for the county to start. So you need us to. Yes, sir. I, it just it would be great if you guys could, you know, uh, do a quick vote to uh, show support, be and then Mr. Brown can sign it tomorrow, and we can send it off. Chair, not tomorrow next week. Chair, I'll make that motion that we accept this indication of <clears throat> roundabout support. Roundabout support. That's second to the motion. Second. Motion second. We approve the indication around about support. I'll just say this. We're trying to work with DOT on, on more projects, so I yes, won't sir. kick on this. <laughs> yes, sir. I could say a lot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, all in favor. <laughs> Mr. Chair, Mr. Long, before you walk away, <clears throat> could you send us another update, the whole board, another update? I don't care if it's how you get it to us and what this should actually look like. On the what looks like? This, on this project. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Um, if you don't mind me waiting till like the first week in January, um, I will. Okay. So uh, part of this process, they have uh, a team that reviews our roundabouts. Um, and it's called the RAID team. It's R-A-I-D, and it's an acronym, and I can't remember what it is. but. They find we've been waiting for comments from them for what two months i finally got them yesterday and it's going to make a little difference in the way it looks so um, my guys started trying to make those comments address those comments today so it's gonna be a little short staffed next week but the week after that i can fix that up and send it back out to you and while you're at it send us the update on the barrington ferry 119 yes sir. about 
We can do that. Because we still need to have a meeting with the, I guess, city of Rashburg and the two churches and the store. <laughs> okay, so uh, Will Cemetery Road, we are working on uh, the one last easement we need. Um, had a little bit of conversation about that before the meeting. I will continue on that. Uh, Elm Street and Windhaven sidewalks, he's going to start first part of January. Um, we gave him notice to proceed for the 2nd of January, um, where he was kind of lined up with all his projects and the way the holidays fell, it was not going to really be good to have everybody's yard torn up during the holidays. So we said to go ahead and start on the 2nd. He's already submitted his shop drawings for uh, drainage structures and all his materials so that that's on the way to being done. So we should be seeing a good start from him. And he does a good job of starting on time and, and working until it gets done. Okay. Uh, how, how about the letters to, to the citizens that, that we discussed? Yes, sir. We'll, that will go out. Before or after? Before he starts. Okay. Usually we send it out about a week ahead of time. Okay. And, and, and we I, hang it on the doors, too. Strategic. Okay. Right, because I, I know I also I requested that we do something as well. Yes, sir. Or yes, sir. The, the, we write the letter. Okay. And then we send it out, and we give it to them, and they hang them on the doors. Okay. Good deal. Okay. Uh, we talked about the water system. Um, we are trying to get finished up easements on there. Um, Mr. Brown and I talked about that a little bit before the meeting, but we are trying to pursue those and push those a little bit. Um, I want to skip down to Claudia Lane, the water system bids the 4th of January, so we should be able to get that up and going. Uh, and we do have our approval letter from EPD, so we're all good there. I knew it was coming, but it just was waiting. Um, Limerick Road. They showed up and they did a little bit of stonework, and they were going again. They weren't out there again today, were they? So we're, we're, we're going to have some more conversation about this at our next meeting about how we want to do it because their contract is going to end January 2nd. And I know that asphalt plants are closed next week. Mr. So, Brown. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably need to have a conversation. Let me and Mr. Brown get together, and we'll get with you and talk about how we want to handle that. Mr. Chair, um, I got a question for Mr. Long. <clears throat> I hear what you're saying about Limerick Road. How many projects have we had in the over the years that have not met the completion date, and have we have any of them to re return any money to us for being behind schedule, not due to weather or anything? Yes, sir. How many? This very company uh, last year didn't finish the Palm Drive Point South. They didn't really start it until the contract was just a week without finish. And we held $26,000 out of their contract. We held $26,000? We held $26,000. Well, we held it. Uh, we did, did we give it to them on the end? No. Oh, okay. They never got it. Okay. And it's liquidated damages that we they did not get paid. Okay. That's our raise we get this year. Yeah. So, yes, sir, we do do that. When they run out, we do keep liquidated damages, and, you know, we do give them the benefit of rain days. And, of course, like this contractor, 
they've had a lot of rain days, but they haven't been there working. So how can you count those rain days as a delay for them? So, you know, we, it does happen. Um, most of our contractors generally finish on or close. We do have an issue at the fire station. Um, well, yeah, but not really. That's caused not caused by yeah. this. But you know, there, there's, we do. You are going to end up with those issues. Okay. As you go along, but yes, sir, we do. We do <clears throat> keep track, and we do enforce liquidated damages. I was not aware of it. That's why I asked the question. Maybe oh, the yes, rest sir. of the board might have been. Aware. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so, that's it. Unless y'all have any other specific questions. Miller Fire Station. Uh, the I stopped in. Slow. I stopped in the other day, and the asphalt that they were putting down was almost some of it was less than an inch. I got pictures of it. We will check on that because uh, it's on the. We, they slipped in there and were doing some of it. My guys were not able to be there. It was on when the they east slipped side. In to do it. It was on the east side. I can send you the pictures. I'll take you down there and show you exactly where it's at. Yes, sir. That's not well, we'll, we'll, Don't worry. I will, now up. that you've told me that, I'm going to uh, make Andy will probably be out there tomorrow. Okay. And checking on that. Yeah, Andy, give me a call and I'll go down there and show him exactly where I'm talking about at. Okay. Anything else? Bill Cotter Road. Thank you for letting grassing. me know. The grassing on Bill Cotter Road is still slow coming. Yes, sir. We're still holding money on the grass. All right. Hold on to it. Yes, sir. I told them, told them who they needed to use to get the grass growing, but they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything else for me? Thanks, sir. Y'all have a very Merry Christmas. Thank Same you very you much. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the cake, too. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, we really did. I saved it for Christmas. All right, Mr. He going to join us? Okay. Gene, I feel bad for you. you hey, Mr. Davis. Me. We're going to queue you up right here. You're on. We're going to do the phone gig, so we're going to try it. Okay, thanks. We're ready. All right, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hey, hey. I'm just reporting what's now public knowledge, but um, you know the board of commissioners and others had concerns about the the timber processing project that was planned by a warehouser near Riceboro, and uh, I think in, in response to the community's concerns, as you know, warehouser has decided to relocate the project, and I think they're to be committed for that, and you know I think you folks could be committed as well for representing your constituents and ensuring that. That was accomplished. So I think everybody deserves a round of applause all around. Yay! <laughs> and I will, I will have to say, it really wasn't that big of uh, a uh, decision for Warhauser. I mean, they were very responsive and they acted responsibly. And uh, I think they want to be good community partners going forward. And um, I was very pleased with it. Uh, uh, Kelly, can you hear me? Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, I would say like what we did with the chairman, Representative Williams, uh, yes, the mayor of Riceboro, and myself. Uh, like I say, we came together and put together like a press 
press conference, and we, there was real good support, image all the way from Colonel Rollins was there, and McIntosh County. And Hinesville. And, yeah, for a little while. But anyway, uh, uh, we welcome industries to Liberty County, but we want to also welcome industries with clean environment and also to protect our waters. So uh, my hats are off to everybody who participated, and it shows that if we stick together, we can always get things accomplished. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, sir. We'll have that on for the record. Good evening, everybody. And Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Chairman, yes, sir. so in that case, warehouses decided that, um, say, okay, well, you know, we're just going to go somewhere else. So they're going to go somewhere else and do what? <laughs> what, what, what we didn't want to do. The same toxic material. They could possibly do that because. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, from what I read, they said that that's what they were going to yeah. do. This, in fact, they have. Plants now that said, well, they said in Washington State that uses that chemical and it's it's allowed out there. Yeah. Let them take it someplace else. Yeah. Not in my backyard. Not in ours. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yes, right. Uh, we're going to move item 5A to mid month in January. Go right down to 5B appointments, Liberty County Health Board. Sir. Go ahead, Con. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. We have two appointments for the Liberty County Health Board. Both of the current um, members have both resigned because they one has retired and the other has moved out of the county and not working in the county. So we would need to um, have two that ha has applied. Miss, um, excuse me, Melinda Sharp which will replace uh, Peggy McGee in uh, her current, is, excuse me, to, uh, she works with the uh, Cohen Center for Mental Illness, and that's who she would be representing on the Liberty County Health Board. Okay. Now we need All right, so that's your recommendation? Yes, sir. If one of your committee members would make that in motion, we'll so move, Mr. Chair. Is there a second? Second. Motion second. We have Ms. Belinda Sharp to replace Ms. Peggy McGee on the health board. Further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Uh, Ms. Sharp is reported. Now for the next position. Yes, sir. The next will replace, and we hate to have to replace him, but Dr. Uh, Borkoy yeah. <laughs> is uh, go going to be replaced by another physician, and that would be the title in which they hold is to represent the hospital or the uh, Physicians in Liberty County, and that would be Dr. Anna Speltz. Yeah, I hear good things about her. Yes, sir, I have to. Yeah, Chair, entertain a motion. Don't move. The second. I will second. Motion second. We have Dr. Anna Speltz replace long-term serving Dr. Borgway. Any further discussion? All in favor of that motion, show of hands, please. All right, Ms. Dr. Anna Speltz is appointed. Mr. Chair, on our last issue for this the A-team side for this year. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. For the A-team side. <laughs> we have a resignation here from a member of the um, Tax Assessor Board. So that will be passed on to the B-team <laughs> next year. 
And from what I can gather, there's another resignation from another department, but we don't have a letter, so I won't say the name. And we'll, uh, we will make sure that those are advertised pursuant to your guidelines just as right. soon as we can get it in. Okay. Uh, Mr. Stevens, I, I would like to commend whatever letter you call yourself down there. Uh, Y'all did a, um, a real good job this year well, with, your, with your board appointments, which this only um, tells me that y'all were paying attention the year before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you don't remember, uh, January 1st will be here soon, and just watch again, and, uh, and you'll see how smooth it goes. Okay. And, 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 we, and we'll remain the B-team, that's why. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Challenges on. Mm. Thank you all. We look forward to that. Uh, Economic Development Update, Commissioner Frazier. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I'm here. In your uh, own way, sir. I guess I just need a clicker. I could do it from my brain. Sure, yeah. You see it Here clicker. we go. Remind me of five days. Next slide. Let's go. <laughs> no, I, no, no, let's start back over. <laughs> I was just practicing. Uh, to my fellow commissioners, uh, Mr. Chair, I'm just here to give a quick update on what we've talked about from the beginning of the year uh, at, our, at our workshop when we were talking about uh, our economic development opportunities and, and, and our creation of an economic development authority. Cool. Next slide. So this is just a, 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 a quick update. Uh, so this one is just the what, the why, the who, and the how. Next slide. Oh, you don't have the clicker? No, I don't have a clicker. All right, so uh, the what? So uh, the mission for the Economic Development Authority would be the mission of the Economic Development Authority is to foster economic growth throughout through collaboration and innovation for the continued prosperity of our community. The main objective is to, it's not just the city of Hinesville. Of course, you know, the city of Hinesville has two authorities already. They have the Hinesville Downtown Development Authority. Then they have the Hinesville Development Authority, which our chairman still serves on, and I was the past vice president and with that authority we were able to do a lot of different things uh, one of the uh, larger projects that we we were able to accomplish under that development authority actually that was one of our first projects that we did was the Orgathorpe Square and you all I think everyone knows that the Orgathorpe Square project was uh, and continues to still be a tremendous success in our community it was a project that uh, I know we all are from here, so we remember what was there prior to, to that particular project and what's there now, and the amount of uh, economic impact that that particular project has, has brought to this community. And then also another project was the, the uh, incubation uh, center that's now open, which is, which, which is a, definitely a, a great project and, and helped economic development, especially for small businesses. Next slide. The why. So the, the why is, is pretty much self-explanatory. It's going to help increase the strength and diversity of our local and regional e economies to create jobs and improve quality of life for our residents, which I know everyone on this board looks forward to doing and help creating. So the municipalities and regional districts can take various approaches and use specific tools and strategies to support economic development in their communities. 
the who. So th this is what we've uh, we've talked about. I've talked to the chairman about it as well. Uh, it's going to be a community stakeholders particular type of structure. Um, of course, it, with us, with the support of, of our fellow commissioners. And then also, I've received a letter of, of support from each each mayor from all the other municipalities, from the city of Midway, city of Wathaville, the city of Riceboro, and the city of Flemington. And we've also discussed having having two appointments from the private sector. So each each municipality will have a representative on that on that board. And then also from the commission standpoint, we will select two from the private sector. And I guess hopefully we could get this in fruition next year. So I guess that means the B team will be able to make those appointments. Next slide. The how. So the how is where we are now. So I, I make the recommendation that we create a, more of an economic comprehensive plan. I know we have a Liberty County comprehensive plan for, you know, whenever it comes down to zoning and everything. But more importantly, we need to figure out a comprehensive plan for economic development and growth. Uh, everyone in this room understand that this, this particular region right now is basically on fire. It's, it's, not, it's not just a regional thing now. Globally, they're looking at us. You know, from from Savannah all the way to to Bullock County to obviously Bryan County and everything else. So this goes back to something that we we, we even discussed at our countywide workshop about our, our identity. And the more that that I I thought about it, the more that I started thinking. Whenever we discuss who we are, our identity, it's not just uh, our identity per se, who we are but from an economic standpoint. What type of economic footprint are we looking to, to make in this community? Because it's up for grabs right now, and it's been up for grabs for a while, so we just need to figure out which and, and how we're gonna move forward. So I, I make the recommendation that we come up with some type of economic comprehensive plan, and also uh, with the support of our board, I would ask for us to come up with a subcommittee to focus strictly on economic development and see how we can move forward. I think that's the last slide, right? There we go. So, one question, um, uh, Commissioner Frazier. The, the slide about the, the, the stakeholders and the municipalities, of course, um, uh, Allen Hurst, Gun Branch, I mean, you, you know, there's real small municipalities. But so, would that be elected officials from these? Um, Municipalities, or would what, it be someone that they, you know, there's someone that lives in Midway or someone that lives in Riceboro? Well, would it be the mayor or one of the council members? Right. Uh, right now, like like I said, this is like the, the beginning stage, so it's up to them. But I'm almost certain, uh, you know, it would probably be one of the mayors or the, or the council that probably would want to serve on, on that board. Uh, but it's it's all up to, to them who who they feel fit to who, absolutely who, who, yeah, okay. right right okay. and 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 also on that last slide I put legal on there because of course we would have to have our legal counsel you know figure out the the, the structure and then that's when we'll be able to move forward with everything. Hinesville's not on there. Uh, the the reason why I left Hinesville off and and again because Hinesville is is the only city in in our county that could levy taxes and also be able to, to have their own authority. 
So the reason why I left Hinesville off, which I would love to, to have Hinesville, but in my opinion, the way how this Liberty County Economic Development Authority will be, be working will be on the outside of Hinesville because Hinesville already has two authorities already. They have one for the Hinesville downtown, and then they also have the Hinesville Development Authority. So in this, in my opinion, we're working outside of that zone because it's all zones. So we have the Hinesville Development Authority that's right here. Then on the outside of the Hinesville Development Authority, you have the Hinesville Development Authority. And then outside of there, it'll be Liberty County Development Authority. Because, see, this one is strictly focusing on economic development from a commercial standpoint and everything like that. And, and this is also a way how we can help our, our smaller municipalities who don't, you know, have a tax break. I mean, tax, so they are not even able to give any type of incentives to help create economic growth in their communities. Uh, there has been some talk from some of the smaller municipalities about um, uh, right, living in Texas, some type of way. I heard it about Flemington. Yeah. Absolutely. Both both too. Right, right, Both right. Both mentioned it, too, I think. Right, right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the thing. They have been talking about it. And, and, and be honest with you, uh, if they do move forward with that, what that would only do is help this Economic Development Authority because, of course, you know, they'd be able to, to help offset as well. Commissioner, is that possible that we could add at least Gum Branch? Absolutely. As a, a Not a problem. And, or and, and uh, I'm, I mean, it, again, I'm, I'm totally open to okay. to having representation. I think we will start having groves out there in that area. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and that's another thing, you know, I just I just haven't been able to to get a, a, a letter of, of support from them. That's the only reason why I left them up. I think right. you need to uh, reconsider Hinesville exclusion. I think we could use that clout. Um, and also, you know, we have the history of being collaborative partners. So someone might see this as being <laughs> left out. And of course, you know, you got a brand new mayor there that's coming in. And then also, uh, you know this about you got I have a conversation with the new mayor of Walthyville. Uh, Absolutely. To get, to get that buy-in. But I kind of see, you know, you're right um, in that you're not focusing on Hinesville, but I think it would benefit you to have them around the table. And, and, and again, you know, uh, with all due respect, my entire district is inside of Hinesville. I live in Hinesville, yeah. so I love Hinesville. Yeah. And, and, but also I understand I'm looking at it from, from a county perspective mm -hmm. in that with all due respect, Hinesville is going to be okay. Hinesville has always been okay. Hinesville is growing. Mm -hmm. The issue, whenever, whenever we look at a SWOT analysis, you know, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and, and threats, the issue is in Hinesville. Hinesville is, with all due respect, Hinesville is the one that's keeping us moving. Mm -hmm. The issue is that we have these other municipalities that are looking for, for commercial growth, mm -hmm. but they can't recruit because the reason why they can't recruit because they can't incentivize. So... Again, I love Hinesville. I would love for Hinesville to be at the table. But again, I'm, I'm looking at the municipalities that, that really need the, the economic support in the structure. Yeah. But again, this is not set in stone. I got you. You know, I was just trying to get yeah. something on the table so we could look at <laughs> and continue to move forward. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Any other questions? You good? No. Uh -huh. uh, Move forward. Good. Good. Good.
Ordinance Amendment Section 432. This is the or consideration of the Ordinance Amendment that y'all discussed, has been brought to y'all a couple of times, um, that would change the setback requirements for sale of alcoholic beverage off premise. Um, and it's outlined, the change, proposed changes are outlined there for you. Section 4-3-2 of your current ordinance. Uh, just as a reminder, you do have another section of an ordinance you looked at last time that basically um, does not allow any kind of alcohol sales until after, I believe it's 1230 on, um, on Sundays. So I did insert a one foot criteria there because under state law if you don't have some kind of footage specified then it reverts back to the state law which would put a 300 foot setback in place automatically so you do need some kind of setback albeit minimal in this case so that property could not be with in you know next door to a church with inside a foot which would be impossible. So you, <clears throat> so it's 150 feet, or uh, 600, which one? Um, no, sir, no, sir. This, this, oh. is, this is a redone. It basically takes out the church from that requirement, except, it, well, it narrows it from uh, actually what used to be six or 150 feet down to one foot from a church. So it couldn't be the adjoining property of a church. So basically, it just can't be next door. That's correct. Right. But how about the school? Uh, it does That's not fine. change the um, school, mortuary, or library requirements. Just the church. Just the church. It's, and, I mean. That sounds almost like a spot. And that's what we've seen. I mean, this is some text. And it could be anything you want it to be. Right. You could also take those others out of the criteria if you want to. But. In this case, we just look at church. right. I, I I guess, Mr. Chair, what whatever we do, I, I think we just need to be uniform. I mean, because without respect, I mean, why can't it? Why does it still have to be so far away from a uh, a school, or more importantly, to a mortuary? I mean, I'm, without respect <laughs> to the dead, but. I mean, well, I, I, I tend to agree, <laughs> you know, 300 feet is, is probably as good. What is the city of Hinesville, 300? They're different. They have a different classification system, so it's not exactly, it's not worded like this, but I believe it is 300. But you, you know, I, I know of two city halls that are within 200 feet of where they sell alcohol. I mean, it's two of them. So there's, there's a, and, and that's a governing body. So uh, to say that somebody needs to be 600 feet away from something looks like, like Commissioner Thrift said, that's, a, that's just a squat zone. Uh, I know there's a church on Airport Road or what used to be Airport Road, I guess it's... it's Still uh, Airport Road. Yeah, at Airport Road, and then you've got across the road there, 
two convenience stores that sell alcohol. Mm -hmm. Now the church can locate there, but you know I just uh, I don't know. Not you know I've, I'm I'm not a um, I'm not a big beer drinker, and um, I don't go to church as much as I ought to, but I I do know that. As long as I've been living in Liberty County, I ain't never seen anybody leave the church and go straight across the road to a fair store. <laughs> or vice versa. I mean, unless it's some bad preaching, he's going to stay at church. <laughs> so the issue of zoning wouldn't come into play necessarily because it would still have to be zoned commercial. So you wouldn't, you know, um, they'd have to come to you for a zoning change. That's when you could consider whether you want a commercial activity close to a residential district or something like that. Uh, so it's separate. Help me understand what Commissioner Walton was said. If the church is there or if the convenience store is there, then the church can build across mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the convenience store and it's already mm -hmm. selling beer. Mm -hmm. But if the church is here already, then the convenience store can't. Yeah. <clears throat> That's correct. And, and the only, I think the only little caveat is if the convenience store, well, a convenience store, if, if they don't renew their alcohol permit and cease to operate selling alcohol, then they lose the right to be so-called grandfathered in, and then they would have to fall under the same type of ordinance if the church built after they were already permitted. So um, convenience store versus liquor store. Right. If, they, the, if, if the church is here and, and we change it, then the convenience store can come, but just a standalone liquor store, hard liquor, could not come. Could not come. I don't know. If I'm in church, I don't want my kids to come out and see somebody coming out and hanging out, parking lot, beer in their hand. <laughs> and we're not talking about a bar or anything like that. Yeah. No, no, no kind of consumption. No, no consumption on premise. It would have to be consumed off premise. But I don't believe you can do that in the convenience store now, can you? Not supposed well, to, but you probably well, no, do. You're, you're not supposed to, but I'm not supposed to. It happens. Only for consumption off, right. Mm -hmm. no, yeah, off premise. Really, yeah, it would not be on premise consumption. And it has to be in a bag. Anyway, coming out. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you put it in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's a case. <laughs> yeah, it's a case. Right. They can walk Allegedly. Down the road. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you put it in a bag and pop the top. Okay. And I believe the law says that you can sell it after 11 o'clock on Sunday, right? I think it's 1230. 1230. 1230. So the church ought to be out. That's <laughs> no. the reason. Well, that's so some church. Oh, no, they didn't church. I don't know where I go to church. Just getting started. Y'all warm up. Yeah, he had the first connection. What do you need to do? Change the ordinance? Is that what you, you could. Uh -huh. And you could, I mean, you could change those hours, too. It's whatever. I'm not suggesting. You know, it's whatever y'all want to do. So a convenience store can't sell it to after? 1230 ish. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. No, you, you made some, Mr. Chairman. You made some, we made some changes. This is some changes that you put in here. Yes, sir. And I had them red line last time. I just, okay. I just okay. took out the red lines this time. And well, let, let's say the changes um, that we put in here. If, if we uh, approve this, then uh, the issues that, that brought this before us would be resolved. 
as far as potential locations to church. That's okay. Right. Okay. Mr. Chair, I, I guess one more question. Uh, are, are we so? so how, how, do, how are we defining a church? Because what I'm saying is, I know we have standalone churches, and then also we have some that are inside commercial structures. So it's what? Universal? Storefronts. Storefronts. So, so uh, you yeah, know, I didn't want to call storefronts. I just <laughs> yeah, in your ordinance right now. They want to use that word. It doesn't say church shall be known as follows, but here, here's kind of a hint that's already in there. Property lines of the church or other place used exclusively for religious proceedings. Right. So, so it couldn't be a multi-purpose thing. It'd have to be exclusively church of whatever. Mm -hmm. And the only thing they do in there is whole church. Okay. If that helps any. Uh, right. I guess legally, I mean, you could argue either way. Because cause a structure, say for instance, it's a suite with, with, with eight in there. Churches, well, it's a a store in suite number two. Storefront. Yeah, see, y'all use that. Y'all can say it all you want. <laughs> suite number two, and then there's a suite number five. Suite number five is a church. <laughs> so, would that count? If they use it exclusively for for religious. Exclusively for religious I mean, purposes. but technically yeah. what I'm saying is that the whole structure is Well, But yeah. that suite is. Yeah, that becomes a little difficult because yeah. you, it's measured in a straight line for the property line of that area to the building which the business is located. And it's only one building. Well, so, so, so it would be measured from the property line that that strip centers in mm -hmm. to the actual building corner nearest to that property line. So in other words, no. So, so in other words... Mm -hmm. mm. Touchy. I, I just wanted to bring that to, yeah. to everyone's attention because... And, and that's what I'm saying. That's so tricky because if, if, if someone already has something in there where they are, you know, have consumption, well, you know, where you could purchase but then a church want to move in, mm -hmm. then... That's okay, but if the church is already there, they won't be able to, to move in. Yeah, you you mm -hmm. restricted the mm -hmm. one business for uh, a house, and that, I, that's what I consider would be spot zoning. I mean, if you. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that would locate in areas. I, I just. You know, right now you think of uh, the these the city halls that we talked about right. that are within distances of alcohol. Does it make a difference in their uh, folks that come to the meetings? I, I don't think it does. I don't think it makes a difference in the uh, the public officials that's there. So, you know, the distance. Uh, I don't think it ought. To, Either way, make an exception or change the ordinance. I mean, I yeah. think changing the ordinance may be whatever it is. Well, that was in there for a reason at one time or another. Well, I, 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 and I, I understand things are changing. But I, 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 I know you weren't here when I we talked about it, but I remember 
on Memorial Drive. There, every, and my dad said when he came here in the military, along with John's dad, every corner there was selling beer everywhere down through there. So when they finally got it cleared up, the city with your dad, they decided they weren't going to have any alcohol sold on Memorial Drive. For, you know, for that reason. And then you had the schools that was going to build at Bradwell, and across the road you had different places there. So it was something that, you know, a lot of government officials decided that's what they wanted to do. My dad never voted for it. Uh, and I, I know he ain't watching me on TV because you don't have cable, but <laughs> he never did ever vote for alcohol. But there's a part of me that says that, you know, in moderation is moderation. Uh, I don't drink. I can't tell you that I didn't. I did. But I'm just saying I don't want I don't want to uh, that person that comes out of that store there may be somebody coming out of the church that can meet him halfway and change him. I don't know. So I had a question. One, one more question. <coughs> this is just um, for the ordinance, but if someone um, tries to get a piece of property rezoned and it's near a church, then that church would get a letter. It would come before us to approve or disapprove. That's correct. The rezoning the of a convenience store, and then you would you okay. may have opposition from the church. You may have. And then it would be up for us to make that decision if we approve the rezoning, even though the ordinance says it could go there. That's if we change. That's, that's right. Is you know on any piece of, on any piece of zoning that would not allow commercial sales because once you open up the commercial sales button then alcohol establishments can come right they got I me mean, they're classified as commercial so yes ma'am they would come before you okay what so uh what, what piece of zoning would that be where, where they would have to come because what i'm saying is because if it's already well, well, pre-zoned no 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 she's uh, not, she's talking, we're talking about people we're talking so they're not reason yeah so so they're in the classification code that would not allow convenience so, stores yeah they'd have yeah you know they'd have to come before you but what i'm saying is if if they're already in, in that they don't have to come before they don't you, have right? To install. right there's no reason it's required it's right it's only about the ordinance there that's right it's only by the ordinance that requires so what i'm saying is if if they uh Whatever our ordinances said at, that's our policy. They won't have to come in front of us if if that particular piece is already rezoned. Mm -hmm. right. But if it's not rezoned, then they come. Yeah, you're right. I think her question was if if they're going to rezone to put a convenience store in, would it have to come before us? Yeah, obviously any rezoning would, right? Right. But and, then, and then the zoning the zoning classification would tell you what to go there. Did it make you? All right. Understand. What? Um, what did we decide? I guess yeah. we'll come back to. It. Well, no, I'm. I'm ready to make a motion. I'm Mr. ready Chairman. to accept one. Okay, Mr. Chairman, I make a um, motion that we um, adopt the ordinance amendment section four thirty two. Is there a second to the motion? Second. Motion and second. We we'll adopt the ordinance amendment as been presented. Is there further discussion? 
clear. All right, all in favor, show of hands, please. Those opposed? Two. All right, motion passes. Let's share one more thing before we, we get to number six. Uh, back to uh, five, five C. Uh, what have I, I know we, we heard heard the presentation. So uh, I guess I, I requested that we we put a committee together. <coughs> uh, yeah, you did. Follow your. I mean, you had it laid out there, and then I just mentioned that you have two new mayors to talk to. I don't. I don't think any of those mayors would be be against you know helping them out economically. Just so. I, 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 and listen, I'm not saying I would, I would certainly give them consideration and talk to them, you know. And if they're not on board, then you just Oh, we, we're, move we're, we're moving forward move regardless. On. But I would certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. would not. Uh, and and I mean, yeah. I, I would even take your suggestion with, uh, you know, the city of Hansel. So I, I guess my request would be, uh, so do we want to put a committee together or, or how, how do we move forward to, to make sure that, that we continue? I know, Kelly. Just one question, Commissioner uh, Frazier. I know you, one of your slides you said legal. I mean, have you talked with, um, I guess you're talking about Kelly? Right. We, 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 I mean, so there, there, there'll be bylaws just like in the Absolutely. I mean, do we have those already? No. Right. We, we don't, but, but we, we do have a, a, a pretty much a structure or. I mean, it'd be pretty similar to what Absolutely. Stuff is, but. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. You know, be honest with you, for the most part, just, you know, a few name changes and, and all of that. I mean, you know, we, we could really structure just like how the uh, Huntsville Development Authority was done. Well, we can try to program Kelly for the mid-month in January. Okay. And he may want to bring us some options to look at. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. And then I'll give you time to talk to the new mayors and all that. All right. So I'm, I'm just a committee of one. That's fine. Right now. Let's ride, baby. Right and, Thank and, you. Uh, well, I guess it. Yeah, we got two new mayors, but we also got the old mayors that, yeah. that hadn't been. Well, he's talked to the old mayors. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I already have letters of, of support from, from all of them. I, okay. I apologize. I didn't put it in the uh, presentation, presentation, but mm -hmm. I, I have official letters from, from all of them. They got us on board yet. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Prophet has no on That's what the Bible says. <laughs> Oh, updates, Mr. Brown. No, sir. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Chair, any motion to adjourn? No, no way. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right.